it's wonderful for me to welcome everybody in church this Sunday. As you know, we are in the, the seven Sundays of Lent, and today it's the fourth Sunday that we are preparing ourselves to celebrate Easter. So, baie welkom vir allemaal in die kerk vanmorgen. Ons weer is skoolvakantie, maar is lekker om vir ons kinders ook hier te verwelkom op ons vierde zondag in leidingstijd, wat uh, ons onszelf gereed maak om paasfeest weer hierdie jaar te vier. En ons weet dat as het so koeler begin raak in die ochende, dan weet ons dit is eindelijk paasfeesttijd. Nee, die dag is nog mooi, maar uh, ons voel die, die seisoene verander. So as the seasons change and it starts to be more chilly in the mornings, we know that we are preparing for Easter. Welcome everybody listening in on our YouTube channel as well. Mag die Heere vir jou sien waar jy ook al is, luist as jy ingeskakel is op ons YouTube kanaal. You saw the announcements there, so I don't want to say um, a lot about that. It's always just wonderful for us to know that we pray for each other. And we have our prayer request list. And uh, that's wonderful that we can stand in the gap for, for each other. So as jy weet van iemand wat voorbering nodig het, jy is welkom om enige persoonse naam op hierdie lijst te plaas. Jy kan net ons gebedsbedieningsleier Tersha contact en sy sal dit met, met liefde op hierdie lijstie plaas. We've got birthdays this coming week for people in our congregation. It's wonderful to say happy birthday to you. May God bless you with an, a wonderful new year of blessings and growth as well. Baie geluk aan allemaal wat hierdie week verjaar. Mag die Heere vir julle sien met liefde in hierdie wonderlijke tyd van vieringe. So, all the activities uh, during the week uh, will resume after the school starts again. Dis al afkondigings wat ek onder ons aandag wil bring. We are going to start with our commencing word and our commencing word is, is always the word that puts us in, in preparation for the rest of the service. So what, what are we going to contemplate on this morning? And that is the beautiful words from the most popular psalm in the whole world, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Die Heere is my herder. Hy sorg vir my. Ek het genoeg van alles. So as you and I sit here in this church this morning, we can know that because, because God is our Father, we have enough. If we have Him, He will provide, He will be there for us, He will take care of us. Die Heere is my herde. Hy sal altyd vir my sorg. 
en omdat hij voor mij zorg, wil hij mij ook zien. En dit is mijn voorrecht vermoorden om voor jou met die, in die naam van die drie enige God te zien. En voor jou in te nooi in die zieningen van hierdie drie enige God. So this morning, as God invites you into the palm of his hands by telling you how precious you are and that you are his child, you receive the blessings, the kindness, the goodness, the care, the provision of an all-loving God. Die drie enige God nooi jou in om vir jou te zien met zijn goedheid, zijn liefde en zijn gunst. Amen. Amen. En as die Heere vir ons so gesien het, dan kan ons daar oor sing. Let us stand while we sing, The Lord is my shepherd, there's nothing wanting in my life. My herder, hy sorg vir my. Hier my herder zorg vir my, hy laat my rustig wijn, langs waters waar daar vrede is, sal hy my veilig My shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me down to lie in pastures green. He leadeth me the quiet waters by. In I saw met my gaan, I lay my op die rechte pad, ter ere van sy naam. I walk in death's dark veil, Yet will I fear no ill, for thou art with me, and thy rod and staff me comfort still. He mark for me a Terwijl my vijand kyk, U maak van my eerigas, U maak my leverijk. Goodness and mercy all my life, 
shall surely follow me and in God's house forevermore my dwelling place shall be So you and I know that it is customary for us to blow out a candle each Sunday until we blow out the last candle on Good Friday to identify with, with what Jesus did for us. So his life, he came to this world as the light of the world. And then this light was was dimming because he was moving towards the cross. In dit is hoekom ons hierdie, hierdie feest vier vandag, is om te sê, ons identificeer met Jesus. So, we give up something for Lent. So, I remind you every Sunday, but I, I want to reiterate that. It is not that you and I give something up to to help us in self-control or to uh, 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 give us this um, opportunity to say, oh, now I want to go on a diet, I want to lose weight, so Lent is the most wonderful time of the year to do that. No, we give us something to teach us a spiritual lesson and we give up something to grow spiritually. So dit word een kans vir ons eerder een ruimte of een plek waar ons dan in ons gereelde routine van elke dag net, net bewust word dat Jesus alles vir ons gegeet. So remember, the first week the challenge was to give up hurting words. You know those words that come so easily and then we say, I would rather speak words of kindness to build up somebody. So, eerste sondag het ons gesê, ons gee woorde wat seer maak op, en ons sê opbouwende woorde. Die tweede sondag het ons gesê, ons moet bykie van ons pessimistische levens ingesteldheid ontsla raak. Nee? And, you know, psychologists showed us that picture, and they say, if you look at the glass, is it half full or half empty. So as Christians we must say it's half full. We, we're not pessimistic anymore. Ons gee a pessimistische levens ingesteldheid op. En ons omarm hoop. Because we as God's children can live with hope. And then last week we said let us give up our worries. And in, instead of that, as put trust in God. So ons gee bekommernisse op, en ons sê, ons vertrouw dat die Heere die beste vir ons wil hee, en dat hy sy goedheid in ons leven vir ons wil wees. Now today, what is the challenge for this week? Today, 
we fast from blaming, you know, playing the blaming game. We always blame other people and we carry grudges. And we say we would rather live in freedom by forgiving them. So, ons gee al die blaam op, ons hou op om te blameer en om wrokke te koester en om nog te onthou oor daai ene dit aan my gedoen en ek moet nog kwaad wees oor dit en dit en dit. Ons gee dit alles op en ons sê, ek vergewe want Jesus help my om te vergewe. It's possible to forgive because Jesus Christ helped me he gives me that ability to forgive. Okay? So that's so nice if we can come and say, forgive me. Okay. So, Adele, tutas, sal jy asjeblief vir ons die vierde kers kom doodblaas, blow out the fourth candle, and then you and I take up. Ah, there you are. You made it. Thank you. So we know that this week, whenever thoughts come of blaming people, or if we want to go and sit in our little, small little corner and say, poor me, everybody's against me, you know, and that we carry those type of, of um, grudges, then we say, no, in Jesus Christ, it's possible to forgive, because if I forgive, I become free. If I carry judges, I'm not free. Then I walk with a lot of baggage, you know, it's like people walking with, with, with a, a rack sack on their, on their shoulders, and it becomes heavy and heavy and heavy. No, if we forgive, we become free. So we shall do that, and let's consider that while we sing together this beautiful hymn, the hymn that says, Oh, take our hands, Father, and help us live in community, communion with each other. Help us to forgive each other. While we stay seated, let us pray this together through this hymn. Ons Vader, neem ons hande. Ons Vader, neem ons hande en maak ons een. Versterk u self die bande, gee ons sin. Bind ons in u genade, aan u o Heer. And let us all meet Oh, take our hands, dear Father, and let us weep. 
till at our journey's ending we dwell there. Alone we cannot wander one single day. So do Thou guide our footsteps on life's rough way. Let us MacArthur give MacArthur trope. Let us the hill uplift a bow. Let here soar on Sefrede and burnt on Sam. Verhoor toch ons gebede in Jesus' naam. O cover with thy mercy, my poor weak heart, lest I enjoy all sorrow from thee depart. Permit my child here at thy feet, thy goodness blindly trusting with faith complete. So before we read from our Bible today, from Joshua, Joshua chapter 5, we are going to read from verse 5. We are going to ask God's blessings on His Word and that we will receive what God has intended for us to receive this morning. Joshua hoofstuk 5 is ons skrif gedeelte. En voordat ons hierdie gedeelte lees, kom ons bid saam. Let us bow heads in prayer. Lord, we thank you that we can be here in your presence, that we could already consider our lives and that we want to move away from keeping uh, grudges to forgiveness. And we ask you that you will help us through this scripture reading also to realize the new wonderful things you you have for us, the growth you invite us to enter into, the newness of a life with you. Ons hart is oop vanmorgen, Heere, om die woord te hoor, die woord wat ons voor begelei van vastgeloopte situaties na nietheid. En ons is oop, Heere, om vanmorgen daarna te luister. Seen die woord aan ons harte en levens. Amen. Amen. So we read from Joshua chapter 5, but we must know, who was this guy Joshua? He was a warrior. He was a spy. He was the leader and a war general. He was second in command to Moses. Do you remember Moses? He received the will of God, the, 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 the tablets 
with the will of God, the Ten Commandments. And Joshua was his second in command. And God promised that he will give his very special people. Remember, we call them Israelites. That he will give them a beautiful new land. A land that will be overflown with milk and honey. It's an expression to say where there's provision and goodness for everybody. But they were naughty. They did not obey the God. So God sent his, his loving people, the Israelites, to live in the wilderness, in the desert, for 40 years. And this guy, Joshua, he was also part of that. And then God said, I prepared them for this new country, this new place to stay. And I will send, uh, 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 Moses died, and then uh, Joshua took over, and he said, I will send some spies into this, one of these cities in this new, new country just to see how, they, how it is. And they came back. And they say, it's a beautiful place. It's so beautiful. There's, there's everything we need. There's water, there's crops, there's whatever. And then, he, they came back, but they said, the people are big. They are strong. We will never fight them. They are too strong. But two of the spies, one was Joshua, the other one's Caleb, he, they said, no, we can do it. So this is the story that we are going to read further from in the Bible today. What happened just before they entered Jericho, this is the city that the, the spies went into, and what God changed in their lives and helped them. So I'm going to read it. Joshua chapter 5, verse 5. Die jelle volk wat weggetrek het, was immers besnij. Maar al die volksgenote wat in die woestijn gebore is, terwijl hulle op pad was, gedieren hulle uitog uit Egypte, is nie besnij nie. Want 40 jaar het die Israelite in die woestijn rondbeweeg, totdat die hele nasie krijgsmanne wat uit Egypte weggetrek het, tot niet was. Hulle was nie na die stem van die, hulle het nie na die stem van die Heere geluister nie. Vir wie die Heere gesweer het, dat hy hulle nie die land sal laat sien, wat die Heere aan hulle voorvaders met die eed beloof het, om aan ons te gee nie. Een land wat oorloop van melk en jening. Maar hulle kinders het hy in hulle plek gestel. Dit is hulle wat Joosjaag besnij het, want hulle was onbesnede, omdat hulle nie op pad besnij is nie. Toe die hele volk klaar besnij is, het hulle net waar hulle was, in een kamp geblei, totdat hulle gezond was. 
dier het vir Joosja gesê, vandag het ek die bespotting van Egypte van jylle afgewerp. Daarom is die naam van hierdie plek Gilgal, dit is vandag nog so. Terwyl die Israelite by Gilgal gekamp het, het hulle op die veertiende dag van die maand tegen die aand die pasga gevier en die vlaktes by Jericho. Die dag na pasga, precies op daardie dag, het hulle van die vrug van die land geëet, ongesierde brood en gebraaide koring. Die manna het opgehou die dag na hulle van die vrug van die land geëet het. Daar was nie meer manna vir die Israelite nie. Hulle het in daar jaar van die opbrengs van die land Kanan geëet. Toe Joosja na by Jericho was, het hy opgekyk. Recht voor hom staan daar skielik een man met een ontblote swaard in sy hand. Joosja gaan toe na hom toe en vraag, is jy vir ons of vir ons, is jy vir ons vijande? Hy het geantwoord, nee, maar ek is die bevelvoerder van die leer van die Heere. Daarom het ek gekom. Joosje had neergeval met sy gezicht in die grond, diep neergebuig en vir hom gesê, wat wil my Heer vir, vir sy dienaar sê? Die bevelvoerder van die leer van die Heere het vir Joosja geantwoord, trek jou sandale van jou voete af, want die plek waarop jy staan is heilig. Joosja het toe so gemaak. Those who left Egypt had all been circumcised, but none of those born after the exodus during the years of the wilderness, had been circumcised. The Israelites had traveled in the wilderness for 40 years until all the men who were old enough to fight in the battle when they left Egypt had died. For they had disobeyed the Lord, and the Lord vowed he would not let them enter the land he had sworn to give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. So Joshua circumcised their sons, those who had grown up to take their fathers' places, for they had not been circumcised on the way to the promised land. After all the males had been circumcised, they rested in the camp until they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the shame of your slavery in Egypt. So that place has been called Gilgal to this day. While the Israelites were camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, they celebrated Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the first, first month. The very next day they began to eat unleavened bread and roasted grain harvested from the land. No manna appeared on the day they first ate from the crops of the land, and it was never seen again. So from that time on, 
the Israelites ate from the crops of Canaan. When Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, Are you friend or foe? Neither one, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this point, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. Here end our scripture reading this morning. And this is God's word for you and me. Amen. So today, if we look at this, this story, it reminds us of all the places in our lives that, becomes, that become turning points. Places where, where things will never be the same again. So I wonder if you think about your life, if you think back, some things that happened to you that changed your mind, that changed the way you think, that changed the way you acted, and that you knew your life will never be the same again. Can you answer the situation in your life? Or is it how small or how young for more? Baie keer gebeur daar dinge in ons leven, wat ons leven totaal en al verander. We call them defining moments in our lives. And this, the scripture reading that I read, was one of those defining moments in the lives of the Israelites, those people that God loved so dearly. With Joshua, their commander, their leader, their warrior. So look, let's look at the three things that happened here. Firstly, during the whole time, I told you a bit earlier, uh, Joshua was part of the people in the wilderness for 40 years. So for 40 years, God kept them alive with manna and quails. He gave them enough to eat for each day, but that wasn't perfect. That wasn't a perfect situation. He wanted them to live in Canaan, the, the, the land of milk and honey. And he was calling them towards that. Now they're on the edge of entering that beautiful country. And what do they do? They remember that the circumcision was a sign that God chose the people and that he was with them in a special way. He made a covenant with them. He made a contract with his people. That is a, a covenant. He said, I will never leave you and I'll give you a sign. For us today, the sign is baptism. 
We have that today, but in those times it was circumcision. So what, what is the uh, thing that Joshua does? He says, everybody, all the males that are not circumcised in th during those 40 years that we were in the desert, you will receive a sign that is a contract that God loves you. And they did that a defining moment. And it was done with flint knives. So met hierdie klip messe, messe wat, wat geslijp is, is, is hierdie mense wat nie besnui is nie, die teken gegee dat God vir hulle lief is. So that was the first defining moment, the turning point. For us, we are celebrating the biggest turning point that we can celebrate in this whole world during this Lenten time. And that is the sign of the cross of Jesus Christ. And we prepare ourselves to celebrate Easter this week, uh, the, the, this, this time, by every week blowing out a candle. These become defining moments in our lives. Ons kan nie meer die selle mense wees wat ons verlede jaar was nie. Ons kan nie maar elke jaar kom en een kersie uitblaas en sê, oor, dis maar weer die selfde nie. Hierdie woord oomlikke in jou my leven van groei, van nader beweeg aan die Heere. So the defining, the first defining moment in the lives of the Israelites on the eve of entering this wonderful promised land was first to receive the sign, the sign that God loves them, the sign of circumcision, the sign of election. So per keer gebeur daar iets in jou in my leven wat ons leven totaal kom verander en ek en jy maak ook een belofte aan God. Because a covenant or a contract goes with a promise. God keeps his promises. He never changes. It's we, we people, because we are sinful and broken. That's why we do not keep our promise. And by the grace of God, He gives us more and more opportunities. And for us, also this morning is also opportunity to recommit ourselves to Him. So I hear in the first instance, Amal wat nie besnui is nie, word te besnui as een teken van Godse ooreenkomst met sy mense vir wie hy lief is. Secondly, what is the second sign in this passage? They celebrate the Passover again and they celebrate it at a place called Gilgal and Gilgal means 
turn over, roll over. And that's so beautiful for you and me, also with defining moments in our lives. It becomes moments of turning over. So, they sat there in the valley there at Jericho before they entered Jericho. And remember, they had to walk around the, the, the walls of Jericho seven times, remember? But this is before they do it. They celebrate in anticipation the Passover. So what was the Passover? That God passed away. He passed, instead of killing the, the people, God passed them over to tell them, you are chosen, I love you, I will give you life, new life, new opportunities. So, Gilgal beteken letterlijk weggerol. Dit wat, wat in die, in die, uh, die potentiaal het om mense vast te hou en seer te maak, dit word weggerol uit hulle, uit hulle leven. So there's a wonderful thing that happens here. As soon after they had the Passover, they celebrated a meal, and for the first time they ate food and drink from the promised land. And the manna ended, stopped. So, to hulle hierdie nieuwe fase in hulle leven ingaan, hierdie nieuwe ding beleef, dus die ouwe voorbij, die woestijntijd is nou voorbij, daar is nie meer manna nie, daar is nou nieuwe, nieuwe koring en brood en wijn en water en alles wat hulle nodig het van die nieuwe land. A new comes into our lives. So, by reading this story, we, we would think, ah, it is just the same. They often celebrated Passover. That was part of their lives. You can say, oh, it's normal for us to, to come to the church on a Sunday and to celebrate Easter and to celebrate Lent and to do all those things. But those things can and have the potential to become defining moments in your my life if we realize what it means. And if we take it seriously and our lives change and we grow. And the third thing that happened in this scripture reading was an angel appeared with a sword representing the power of God to instill in Joshua's mind and to motivate him and to uh, encourage him because remember God told him be courageous Joshua be courageous and do what I tell you to do and now the affirmation comes just before they, they would, were to walk around the, the walls of Jericho so that they were tumble, tumbling down. He said, are you a friend 
or are you the foe or the enemy? And this angel with his sword said, No, I represent God. And then he said, What do you want from me? And he says, Take off your shoes, but this is holy ground. What is holy ground? Holy ground is where God is present in a special way. God's presence is always, everywhere. But in defining moments of our lives, it becomes a holy place. A place that we take off our shoes, symbolically to say, we are humble and receptive, and he knelt before this, this, this image of this angel with a sword and the openness. God, what must I do? And you see, this is what you and I should ask in all the defining moments of our lives. So as it's baie uitsonderlik met jou in my gebeur. En ek en jy verstaan dit nie altyd nie. Dan help hierdie, hierdie episode van besliste, definierende oomlikke in ons leven. Dat ons voor God sal kom staan, ons skoene uittrek in nederigheid en voor hom kniel en vir hom vraag, Heere, Wat wil u hee, moet ek met hierdie situasie doen? In reverence, Joshua stood there, took off his shoes and says, What do you want me? What do you want from me? So this is the question in defining moments in our lives. Heere, wat wil jy met hy moet ek doen? What do you want me to do, God? So you and I can walk into a church like this morning and we can sit here and we can think, oh, this is familiar for me. This is a familiar space and it's good. And I feel that I am welcomed and everything, and then just suddenly, suddenly, things might happen that change us at a finding moment, and that you and I can use that, and this is now the invitation for all the defining moments of these seven Sundays in length. That we ask, God, what do you want me to do? And then the change fall off. And then we add our own special Gilgals rolling over places. Then you and I become in the valleys of Jericho. And we say, now I realize... What do you want me to do, God? So waar is jy en ek in hierdie omstandighede in ons leven? 
Wat is jouw uitdaging? Wat vraag die Heere vir jou, als ons dan ook vandaag so'n definiërende oomlik in ons leven wil maken? Kom vraag die Heere dag vanmorgen van jou, iets specifiek. Het jy miskien die afgelopen tijd dier baie uitdagende tye gegaan? Het die Heere dag voor jou kom staan met iets specifiek? dan kan vanmorgen so oomlik wees, waar ek en jy net kan sê, Heere, wat wil jy hee moet ek doen? And remember, if we ask, what do you want for me? What are you inviting me to do? When God comes before you and me, it's never with judgment, never with fear, it's always with kindness and love, because this is what Jesus did. He paid for all those terrible things, but he's inviting us into a loving relationship with him. So what would you and I want to ask of God this morning? In the Israelites, there were three defining moments. It's like a crossroad, a road with turns. Which way should I go? Maybe you want to ask that from God this morning. Misschien wil jij vragen, wat wil jy moet ek doen? And can you and I symbolically take off our shoes and say, in this church this morning, it's holy, holy ground. It's a holy place. God is here. He listens. He wants to take away the manna and give us milk and honey. He wants to stop certain things in our lives that are not becoming of us as his children. To give us new things. Maybe we don't realize that now. Maybe you do. Maybe I do also. Maybe we don't have the courage to embark on this journey with God. Maybe we're reluctant because we think, I've tried that in the past, it didn't work. But can this specific morning also be a defining moment in your my life? Let's dare to hope. I give you and me chance just for a few moments to be in the presence of God, in the reverence of holiness, where God is present, that you and I can ask, what do you want from me, God? Kom ons vraag dit van die Heere. Ek geef jou en vir my so paar oomlikke.
komen. Our closing hymn, the wonderful, amazing grace, my chains are gone. My Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. The Lord has promised good to me, His word my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. My chains are gone, I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. My chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior, has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. The earth shall soon dissolve like snow, the sun forbear to shine. But God who called me below will be forever mine, will be forever mine, you are forever mine. Grave, the cru 
van God, die Heere sal jou verstand verlig en vir jou lei op elke stukkie pad wat jy moet gaan. Children of God, remember, the Lord will enlighten your eyes so that you can see the way you have to go. Die Heere sal jou mond verlig om woorde van genade en hoop te spreek. 
the Lord enlightens your heart and he will change you and the way that you think. Die Heere sal met jou wees waar jy ook al gaan, nou en vir altyd. The Lord will give you light and show you where to go and protect you wherever you are. Amen.